Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Uh, before we get to today's guest, one thing I want to say, uh, with all the weather, uh, with, with how frigid cold it is, Put your safety and well-being of yourself and your family above all other concerns. You don't feel safe going into work or going into school? Don't do it. Stay warm. Stay safe. Be responsible out there. Uh, be considerate of others. You know, drive that five, ten miles an hour slower to make sure you get there alive. Uh, you know, anytime there's weather like this, I always think about uh, my childhood idol, Derek Thomas. Uh, who passed away a month after getting in a car wreck up in Kansas City, uh, you know, which left him paralyzed. Uh, that led to an infarction in his legs, uh, which, you know, caused, uh, which was the cause of his death. Uh, it is so important to be safe out on the roads, uh, and particularly with how cold it is, too. Stay warm as you can. I know most communities have warming centers. Uh, be proactive and providing an information to anybody that might need it. So that's all I've got. We're going to welcome today's guests, uh, Pat Scheibe, the Parsons Vikings girls basketball head coach, and his daughter, the fifth and newest member of the 1,000-point career club uh, at Parsons, Sydney Scheibe. Welcome to the show, you two. How is everybody doing today? Thanks for having us, Sean. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Sydney thought long and hard about what she just said just now. That went through her head like seven different times. So can't wait to put her right on the spot, which is, uh, first off, take me. So you guys just uh, got to celebrate the fact that, Sydney, you scored 1,000 points. Uh, it happened on Tuesday. It happened on Tuesday, right? Yeah. It happened on Tuesday last week against uh, the Independence Bulldogs. Uh, second possession of the game for either team. First possession of the game for Parsons. You launch a three from the left wing coming off a screen. Uh, it, it was not a wide open three. You had someone closing you out, uh, but that shot was buried. Uh, take me through. Was that planned? Was that what you wanted? What was? Take me through that possession from your perspective, Sydney. I thought to score my 1,000 point on a three would be cool, but it wasn't really planned. But I don't know. Like I'm glad I did it at the beginning of the game to take the pressure off and just be able to play the rest of the game with no pressure. And I was glad to score so many points the game before so that I didn't feel pressured <laughs> to have to score like 20 against Independence. But You know, yeah. that what's funny is Ray Nolting was taking photos at the prior game against Coffeyville. And what, you were 36 or th however many points you scored against Coffeyville, you were that plus two away from 1,000. And I don't think, obviously, you saw what, if you were like 34, 36 points away, I don't think the crowd quite realized it until like the fourth quarter, you, they started to get a little crazy. Uh, but obviously, the fact that you were so close and you got it early in the game, what was kind of your reaction when you saw the ball go through the net? What did you feel right in that moment? I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, I don't know. I was just shocked. Like first, first shot I threw up and it went in. Like I just <laughs> I really know, couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pat, take me through uh, your perspective on that moment too. Obviously, one thing I give a lot of credit to is the refs stopping the game briefly. They stopped it for what, 10, 15 seconds. It wasn't some over. It wasn't some you know pageant they threw, but. Ref comes over, stops the game, goes to the table. I asked Gerald Beermore, the longtime scorekeeper for uh, Parsons basketball. He goes, the ref just said it was his time. 
It was his, uh, uh, you know, prerogative to stop the game there. They let you guys have a little moment. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. Take me through what what that was like experiencing from your perspective, both as both their coach and her dad. Yes, it was, uh, you know, a great experience, and I really appreciated the refs, you know, stopping the game because they had maybe mentioned earlier, you know, that I may have to burn a timeout, you know, for that. <laughs> would have been worth and, it. <laughs> and a close game like that, you may want a timeout at the end and. We yeah. actually did need that timeout at the end to mm-hmm. ice the free throw shooter. But, um, you know, when she hit that first shot, you know, the crowd went crazy. And it just gave, you know, me chills when it when it happened. So, you know, like Sydney said, we was glad to get it over with, you know, early in the game where we could just focus, you know, on playing the game. Um, and what was, you know, also cool is it hope it happened at home on our home mm. floor in front of our home crowd. So that was a pretty neat experience. It's, it is nice. It didn't, ha- it didn't happen at like freaking circle or somewhere where the, the crowd would have been sparse and you would just would have had to come back and essentially report f- from the reconnaissance mission, essentially. Uh, the game itself was really good. I know we talked about it a little bit, but that was a close game where I think I wonder if the crowd made a difference at the end too, uh, where Independence had a free throw shooter up there, down one to shoot two free throws with what was was it under a second? One point two seconds. One point two seconds. They have they have their best player on the line. Over two. Yeah, and the, I I do feel like the crowd you know played a big role in that as well. I mean it. That's the loudest I've heard that gym in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, that's kind of like Arrowhead. You know, you got a <laughs> got an advantage there. But um, That Parsons gym is made for noise. I mean, it doesn't have to be a packed house for it to be loud if the crowd is being loud in that sense. Yes, it, it was very loud that night. And like you said, last year at our sub-state game was very loud as well. And we appreciate everybody coming out and supporting us and – you know, the student section was great, and it was just a great atmosphere that night. And, you know, it was even better to, to win the game as well. Sydney, is your bedroom now just all of those signs and little posters and little stick, figu- stick figures of you? Is that is that just what's posted all over your walls now? Yeah, that's all I've seen. Everywhere I went, everywhere I go is just pictures of me. <laughs> uh, I, I am serious. In all seriousness, is it, was it weird at all just i mean the oversaturation not the oversaturation but the level of saturation of seeing your po- your picture posted everywhere with, with yeah, her. Around. <laughs> so uh bless her heart uh your mom comes up to me uh or text me before, uh, well before this happened, and I just and I think she she dug deep for some of those photos. Too. I was like, I don't even remember that one. So yeah. Uh, what was you know? You either of you can guess how many people with the last name Shivey were in the building? <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, was it over or under fifty? It was probably close. <laughs> <laughs> how many Shiveys live in town? It's got to be. I mean, is it over or under a hundred? That's a real question, by the well, way. I'd say probably under a hundred, but there's probably close to fifty there. <laughs> They were all there to watch her score a thousand points. Um, you know, Sydney, I want to ask you about uh, the year. I want to ask you about the year before you. Was it the? Did, did you go win with when she was a freshman? 
No, that was that my was the year. Okay, so that was the year before you got, and that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. The year before you got there, your dad didn't win a game. And the year you got there, what was it? Three, four, something yeah, like that. Something your like that. Year? I think our first game was at the Southeast tournament. I remember we that. Won. One, maybe about four that year. Yeah, and I think you won at the Southeast tournament, and then you yeah. won your first two coming back out of that. Like I think your four came in a row. Caney yeah. there and. And I think we knocked off Fort Scott as well that year. So mm-hmm. we probably had four or five That's wins. Right. You guys in Fort Scott have been a little rivalry over the years. But, see, now I want to ask you just about the one before I, the second part of the question. Before I get to that, I want to ask you what was it like watching your dad endure that winless season as an eighth grader from, from your perspective, as you know, as his daughter and as someone who you knew you, knew you were going to be a part of that program? Yeah, I really, I really couldn't believe it. Like, I didn't know what to expect coming in my freshman year. And I mean, we were still very young, but I didn't I knew that we weren't going to have a winless season. Like we practiced hard every day still like mm-hmm. I just I don't know. Uh shout out Brianna Patterson by the way, someone who was on that team who got to experience the state tournament run uh or the run to the state tournament last year. Uh only player that survived from that as, you know, from all four years from that group, basically. Uh, uh, Pat, I'll ask you, too. You know, Sydney comes in as someone, uh, you know, who is obviously very integral into how the program turned around. You throw in Anaya Hemmen, who unfortunately couldn't come out this year. You throw in Oscar Patel, who's part of that class as well. Uh, you throw in Brianna Patterson. You throw in Riley Dunley. You throw in all those girls. Obviously, they're all each their own piece of the puzzle. What did Sydney do to help shift the trajectory of what Parsons girls basketball has been like over the last few years? Well, I think it all started when them girls was younger, you know, back in the fourth, fifth and grade, you know, we had a traveling team and they, uh, you know, played a lot of basketball. So we knew they was a a unique group. And so, you know, I, I believe that's where it started out and we just kept building and, you know, they had the, winning mindset you know when they came into high school so you know i think that was a big part of it and uh you know i hate to lose and and sydney knows that as well and them girls you know really worked hard and um you know we just kept getting bit better each year and mm-hmm. and the girls didn't you know lose interest and and that's a big part of it as well and we just you know kept getting better and and they kept a good mindset and kept working hard and that's what it takes what's it for, you know, every parent can give mostly the same answer, I'm sure. But I'm curious, what is the unique perspective you had on not Pat Shibe the coach coaching Sydney Shibe the player, Pat Shibe the dad coaching Sydney Shibe his daughter? What is what what is what is that like for you? Well, Sydney has always you know really enjoyed basketball, and uh, you know there was no, there's numerous times that we went to the gym, you know, till nine ten o'clock and. That's how, you know, she is where she is now because she put in a lot of hard work. And to become a good shooter, you know, you have to shoot a lot. So, um, you know, basketball was really her love growing up and, and uh, you know, spent a lot of time in the gym. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a huge part of it. And, you know, she's a hard worker and a great kid as well. Sydney, what's it like playing for your dad? What's that? What's the – here, I'll ask you right on the spot. What is the – what was the hardest car ride home from any game that you've had in the four years that you've been here? What, is there one that sticks out? <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. There's been some hard ones. <laughs> Probably has to be 
an LC loss. <laughs> but I don't know. It's fun, but it's also, it can be hard playing for him sometimes. Why do you say that? What? Just because he like expects a lot from me, just mm-hmm. being not only my coach, but my dad, and he knows what I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So if I underperform, I hear about it. Mm-hmm. And you, you're going to hear about it after losing to Lebec County. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, we're we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want Pat, I wanted to get your take on the league a little bit. Uh, get your thoughts on, you know, just, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to look to the future a little bit as well, but, uh, stick around you two. Uh, we'll be right back here on the war room on Kale Casey radio, Pat Shibe and his daughter, Sydney Shibe, uh, from Parsons girls basketball are the guests. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Pat Shivey, the Parsons Vikings girls basketball head coach in the building. The newest 1,000-point scorer for the Parsons Vikings. Sydney Shivey in the building as well. Uh, Sydney, I'll, I'll, t- I'll ask you this, and then we're going to move, and then we're gonna move on and talk about the future. The last thing about the 1,000 points. Of all the people that congratulated you, of all the people that said something about it in the lead up to it and since, what is the one that sticks out you to the most? That sticks out the most, and why? Whether it was the most unique or from someone who you didn't. Maybe it was your mortal enemy who came up to you and gave you a hug and congratulated. I don't know what what sticks out the most and why. Ah, uh, that's a hard question. I don't know. Like so many people congratulated me. Probably more just. Not, like, someone that shocked me, but, like, just my family, my close family, Mm -hmm. just because they've been there for me through all my years of basketball. Mm -hmm. Just, like, them seeing it and seeing them happy for me. Like, my parents, my grandparents, like, just my close family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pat, I'll move it to you uh, and everybody who's congratulated your daughter. You can congratulate your daughter. I'm sure they've congratulated you as well because you're you're the dad. Anyone in, anybody in particular, anybody for any reason or, or any method of congratulations of congratulations stick out to you? Not necessarily. Like Sydney said, there's you know so many people congratulating her and you know me as well. And I tell you what, I really appreciated of uh, several of the coaches. You know. Fort Scott coach text me, you know, her locker yep. Gerard. So several coaches around the area, you know, text me and congratulated mm-hmm. me and her as well. So, um, you know, not really anybody in particular. I just really appreciated all yeah. the support. Uh, won't find a better, won't find a better person than Pashan over there at Fort Scott. Yes, great coach too. Yes. He's I a mean, great guy. Fun to watch coach. Fun to watch, fun to watch his program grow. Uh, one thing that, um, well, I know what I wanted to talk about. Moving on is, and I'll get I'll get your perspective too, Sid. And you may not get to it. You won't get to experience it at the high school level. But you're someone who will have played their whole career without it. The shot clock may be coming to Kansas high school basketball. Hopefully, you get to experience it at college, uh, and we'll talk about that as well. I don't know what your plans are for that, but Pat, you probably saw the. Um, you, you saw probably the news that uh, Keisha is going to allow for a trial uh, for the shot clock next year. Schools can opt in or opt out. 
the general consensus I'm getting from people is uh, leagues are probably going to do it as a whole or not. So the SEK League will decide whether or not every school is going to do it or not. Uh, and I'm sure Keisha is on board with that philosophy as well. I'm curious, do you think there, sh- there should or shouldn't be a shot clock? What's your perspective on that? I think it's great. I think it's a great idea. You play teams like Mulvane that wants to pass the ball around for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I think it's a great, great deal and a, a great child run. And uh, I'm like you. I think it has to be, you know, the whole league doing it where you don't go away to Independence and have a shot clock and then come back to Parsons and don't. So yeah. I'm sure there will be the whole league will agree on it. But I think it's great. Uh, so the, by, And by the way, for listeners, the shot clock that's being proposed, it would be 35 seconds, just in case you're wondering. Sydney, from your perspective as a player, you never, you, you'll never you go your whole high school career without having to have uh, played with a shot clock. I don't know if you've ever have played with a shot clock before, have you? At no. any level, for whether it was AAU or travel or what? No, I've never played with the shot clock, but I've always wanted one. <laughs> so you can take more shots. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I get sick of playing defense for that long. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> uh, do you, so, do you th- from the player's perspective, do you think there should or shouldn't be a shot clock in high school basketball? I think there should be, but now that I'm graduating, <laughs> I don't want I don't want there to be. <laughs> but yeah, I think it will be good. And that leads me into what 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 are, what are your plans uh, athletically uh, beyond high school? Is, is it your intention to try and go play somewhere? Uh, I'm not really sure. Like I'm keeping my options open, but I know it'll be hard since I'm going into nursing. So I'll just have to weigh out my pros and cons and see if it's for mm-hmm. me or not. So that's 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 your end goal is to be a nurse somewhere. Yeah, like I'm not going to college just for sports. So I just. Mm-hmm. If it, like, arranges well and I can do it, then cool. But if not, my academics is more important to me. Have coaches come up to you at any point? I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you've gotten reached out to. Yeah, there's been a few. Mm-hmm. You'd fit right in at LCC. I know that'd probably be a good – that'd be – because don't they have, like, a pre-nursing program or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they, they do have, have a really good nursing program at LCC. Yeah. Uh, Pat, from your perspective, what – you know, mm-hmm. how do you hand – you know – what are what are the variable you know you hear your daughter talk like that what's you know what's your what's your take on it? i'm sure you guys i'm sure a lot of car rides have had that have been about this what this convert been this conversation yes and sydney you know has it all figured out what she wants to do with nursing and everything and i was telling the coach turner from coffee i'd like to see sydney play with a point guard one mm. year you know and <laughs> <laughs> to get her the ball where she don't have to bring down the ball sometimes but uh you know, whatever she decides, uh, I support her 100%. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great, you know, that she already knows what she wants to do. And there has been some coaches reach out. And mm-hmm. and like I said, you know, she has my support, whichever she decides. Uh, I'll throw it back to you, Sydney. One, uh, what, why nursing? My, you know, my mom was a nurse. I come from a family of really servants to the country most people in my family on both sides are either nurses or in the military so (laughs) i think one was both (laughs) so i think i have an aunt somewhere that was both but uh what is the uh what's the appeal to the profession there from from your perspective well my nana she's a nurse and she's one of my biggest idols in my life and i've always looked up to her 
So just seeing her do it from a young age, like I knew that that's what I wanted mm -hmm. to do. And then just, I don't know, I work with, I stay with my grandma, I help her, I just, I've always liked doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What's any particular area of nursing you want to go into? Well, my dream is to be a nurse anesthetist, but okay. I'll just take it one step at a time <laughs> and see how far I get. <laughs> is there a particular school you want to go to academically for nursing? Is there one that you have in mind? Well, I've looked at LCC mm -hmm. and just stay here local, but I've also looked into Pitt State and just start out there and do the full four years, get my bachelor's, but mm -hmm. I haven't actually decided on anything yet. Gotcha. Uh, what would it take for you to, you talk about all the things that you're weighing, uh, I'm getting, what would it take for you to feel comfortable playing basketball at the college level with your academic pursuits? I mean, is it just a coach saying we're going to work around your academic? We'll work. We'll make sure you have access, if you know, full leniency with your academic schedule. Is it something that you've already kind of crossed out in your mind? What's what goes on there? No, I haven't crossed it out completely. Just because, like, I love basketball, and it's mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to miss it if I don't play. But in order to play, I, they definitely have to work around, like, my schedule academically. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go to a college and know I'm not going to play, like, my first or second year and just be, like, not wasting my time, but, mm -hmm. like, just taking time for the sport when I could be focusing on my academics. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw it back to you. We're going to talk a little bit ahead. Obviously, this this uh, I don't want to talk too much about the midseason tournament because I don't know what the hell is going to happen with all the <laughs> midseason tournaments. So I kind of want to look at the season as a whole. Hard to get a good gauge on the SEK League this year outside of I think Fort Scott's the team to beat. Uh, I, I know you and I had talked a little bit uh, when you had that those back-to-back -back losses to Fort Scott and Labette County. Those still might be the two best teams in the league. Labette County looked vulnerable, though, with a loss at Chanute. You were at that game. That was one thing I was going to ask. I saw both of you at, like, the first half of that game or the first quarter of that game, Chanute versus Labette County and Chanute. And then I look up the stands, you're nowhere to be found in the second half. Where, where had you guys ran off to? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a funny answer. This will be fun. <laughs> the Fireside Restaurant in there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd had enough scouting. Let's go get a steak. <laughs> but, uh, I definitely agree with you. You know, the SEK title is, is probably going to go through Fort Scott for sure. They're playing very good. Um, kind of surprising a little bit, but, you know, Pashan's a great coach, and he's had some younger girls step mm -hmm. up up there, and that's been the difference. And he talked to me earlier on, and he said, you know, we're we're still trying to figure out some things. And I know Gerard beat them in the, in the scrimmage earlier on, so uh, it's evidently they haven't figured out up there. And, yeah. and uh, you know, LC, when they're, when they're on, um, they're tough. But I tell you what, the SEK in general – it is very balanced, very That's, tough. There's no just easy win. No, when you I have mean, credit to and really, I don't want to. I don't want to pick on them too much. Credit to Coffeeville for not being the easy win yeah, anymore. Yeah, Coffeeville I mean, has you know proved they can beat anybody. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Pittsburgh goes up to Chanute and beats them by ten. Yeah, you know, after Chanute just beat after Chanute had beat Lebec County, Lebec County, spent County all so, happy about it. Uh, you know, like you said, it's a very balanced league. You have to be on your A game every night 
and uh, <laughs> it, it's fun. I, I will say, so the thing about the league in particular is that, like, so you got this circle of chaos two through seven. Fort Scott's been unscathed so far. I don't think. Uh, have you guys completed a full round robin first round? Have you guys completed the first half of the round robin yet? Who's the your no? We still haven't played Pittsburgh or Chinook yet. So. That's right. Um, so about two games shy for Fort Scott. I don't know who who they have to play in their next in their first to end that first half. But from your experience playing them, what is the what do you feel like the key is to maybe taking them away? What and you know? What well, do you have we to have them at home, them? you know, to end the year. So we're just going to have to really play better defense. I think that's the key to our team. Um, I think we can score. We've proven that we can score. But uh, I was really pleased at, with the Indy game. We held them, you know, to 14 points the first half. So I was really excited about that. But for us to make a deep run, we're really going to have to buckle down on defense. Um, in general, I believe. Uh, well, hey, that uh, I think that is the perfect wrap up to the show. Sydney, congratulations on reaching a thousand points. Uh, let's let's hope that's the last time I have to congratulate you for anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, very fun. Just for a quick perspective, you're one of five, uh, and that includes. So the the list is Sydney Shibe, Nina Taylor, Debbie Burris, Tony Gross. And I'm forgetting the other one. Uh, Sandy Burris. Yeah, Sandy Burris. Sandy Burris. Uh, one of five. And one of only two since... One of only three since the turn of the century. And one of only two in the last decade. Uh, congratulations to you. Uh, I'm sure Thank that was a very you. special moment. And I hope... I hope you and you appreciate that for the rest of your life. Yeah, it was definitely something I'll always remember. Mm -hmm. And Pat, thank you uh, for bringing your daughter on the show. Always great to get the kids on here. Uh, kids that are not afraid to come on uh, my my radio show. I'm appreciative of you uh, grabbing your daughter by the ear and pulling her into the truck and, and making her do it. So. Hey, thanks for having us. It's always entertaining up here. We always have a great time and. Thank you, Sean, for all you do and all your coverage as well. Appreciate it, brother. Glad to be back. So uh, we're glad to have do you it. back. That'll do it for the War Room this week. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Like I said, it's the top of the show. Everybody stay safe and God bless. <laughs>